We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's three guys who combined to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Well, two guys. And Mackie, who didn't do shit. He just, he just sits there and looks pretty. This is the O-Line Committee. Hey, 5 a.m. Cl- 5 a.m. club assemble right now. <laughs> who's, ready to, who's, ready, who's ready to rock and roll right now? Good morning. This guy is. Large this cup of coffee in hand. <laughs> yeah, this is, so usually a uh, recording note here for you guys, the audience. Usually we find a, a little window in the afternoons, but now that the college football season's over, we've got – Agent Jeremiah, we've got offensive line trainer Alex Boone, and business picks up once college kids are available from their teams. And we're like, looking at our calendars, it's 5 a.m. club time here for for the O-line committee. Is this a usual time for offensive linemen to just get up, chug some coffee, and, like, eat food, lift weights? Like, what what is your schedule usually? Yeah, Yeah, I mean, go ahead, Boone. I was going to say it's early. Uh, Jay, Jay and I were always in the first group lifting, which meant you had to be there at like 545. So you had to be up at like 515. Um, towards like week three, that group went way fucking down. Okay. <laughs> it, start, it would start. Week one, here we go. Let's go, guys. 25 guys. Like, let's do it. Week three, there's like eight of you. <laughs> like, what the fuck <laughs> happened to everybody? But uh, it's great because there's always a rule that the old line has to meet before the rest of the people meet. So you're there by for sure, at six thirty, the first meeting is happening. Someone's like, "Hey, the fuck you at?" Like, dude, I'm getting breakfast real quick. Like, late, you're late, dude. I just <laughs> just lifted. It's some proteins. <laughs> Can't yeah, get a I fucking mean, minute. A line coach would be like, "We'd be like, coach, we got to eat. We had we had lifting, and they're like, just bring it. Just bring your food to the meeting. You can eat in the meeting." You're like, God, <laughs> you know okay. that's miserable. You know like, that's so like, miserable. You're cutting your eggs and you're cutting your eggs and your sausage. Oh, line coach, what the fuck is this? What are you, what are we doing? You got practice on from yesterday. You're like, I don't know, dude. Can I just pepper my eggs? And stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, just need... he, he's just like, look at this B block. Shit. And you're like, I know. I just okay. need some chili. Look, coach. Just gonna eat my eggs. It's too early to be getting yelled at like this. <laughs> just need some nutrition. Yeah, just fuel in the tank, please. Fuel me, dude. It's so funny because. They really are. Then, like, the earlier they are, they're kind of like us. They're super cranky and crotchety. They're just, like, super old vets. So the earlier it is, the more they're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Is and then they're this? always like, they're like, I was up till 2.30 last night. You're like, that wasn't my fault. Don't yell at me because you stayed up till 3 a.m. Like, and we're in here at 6. Like, that's not my fault. And for some reason, you're taking it out on me. Like, it was my fault you stayed here late. Secretly there, there at the even- bar. 
but even like after after you guys like there's 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 something empowering about just being up like an hour and a half two hours before the rest of the world the sun oh, yeah. Yeah. 5 a.m club i mean for sure if, usually if i'm up this early though i'm hunting something like i gotta i got a shotgun in my hand or a bow in my hand i'm just Dude, gonna rain you're down. hunting you're hunting i'm gonna rain down you're hunting youtube i'm gonna rain down death upon something if i wake up this early something's uh, gonna die if i have to be up Correct. Someone or sun. something shall be sacrificed for my 5 a.m. alarm today. If I'm up before the sun, shooting lights 30 minutes before sunrise, something's dying. Something's going. Something's losing its life. Uh, by the way, thank you guys for uh, for stumbling your way into the O-Line Committee room here. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts as we look to keep growing this thing. And uh, we appreciate you getting us close to 15,000 subscribers on the O-Line Committee YouTube channel. Click that like button and the subscribe button on this video if that's where you're consuming here. Time for Who's the Mic, gentlemen, where we start every single show by identifying, like good offensive linemen, the key people and things on our minds around the football world. I would love to start please. if I could. Please, please start. If we should please, please, I have please changed up. my mic from our text messaging last night. I have oh. a new mic. New mic. That's cheating. Hot route. Okay. Hot route. Can, can, can. The old play. Can, can. The new really? mic is Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Because this narcissist, after <laughs> after three and a half weeks, so the dude tears his Achilles, and the next morning he's on, you know, McAfee and whatever, and he's like, hey, you guys are going to be blown away by how fast I come back from this Achilles injury. We, I've already talked to, you wouldn't believe who I've talked to and the therapies I have scheduled to come back. In fact, I might come back next week if you don't watch out. Of course, the next he takes like a week off from traveling. Yeah. The next week, he's like walking in a walking boot on the sidelines before the Jets game. And then he's throwing the old pigskin around a couple weeks later. And then they, they start his practice clock a couple weeks ago, too. And people are like, is he seriously going to get 12 for weeks real. after Achilles? He's for real. This dude's good. And of course, the Jets are just losing their ass. They're getting beat yeah. 30 to nothing. The other five and eight. And I'm like, is this dude real? Is he for real? And as it turns out, he gets asked yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, okay, where are we at here? You know, you guys are kind of on the fringe of this playoff thing. Maybe not even the fringe anymore. And he goes, well, it's only been 14 weeks since the operation. I haven't been 100% medically cleared yet. It's like this was always the destination, but he needed three and a half months to feed his ego. And make it seem like he was going to be the first guy to come back five minutes after tearing his Achilles. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, you are my mic. You are a fraud, sir. Listen, to be fair, I bet you no. if they were going to be no. in playoff contention. No. Uh, I'm telling no. you, we've seen him walk. That's the problem. Alex, You've seen him throw a ball, and they said that he caught an interception in practice. Does it matter? That's practice, dude. Does it you, matter? He's yes, clearly crazy. He was all about it. He was all about it. He was like, dude. dude, I'll do it. And then the minute they lost, he was like, well, then when the fuck am I coming back? The it sounded second. just like every other GM I heard. Oh, he's coming back. And then the minute you're out of playoff contention, they go, why the hell would we bring him back? You guys suck. <laughs> dude. The second he would have stepped out there in real life, bullets were flying, not practice. Right, like I'm talking real life bullets, full speed. He's got Ed Oliver breathing down his neck. That shit would have snapped so fast. For sure. That, that but he would have done it. Snap, crackle, pop. 
Do you yeah, know who they play on, on, yeah. on Thursday yeah. night yeah, next week? So. They play at the Cleveland Bills. next Thursday. Oh, the, Can you imagine oh, yeah. that dude playing yeah. a December 28th game at Miles Garrett? Miles yeah. Garrett chasing you down. <laughs> it for sure would have popped, but he would have done it. That's what's so crazy about us. He seemed like he was really into it. Like He He's, was yeah, like, this is, this is how I want to go out. That's what he wants it's you to think. Show. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. You f- you drank the Kool-Aid. You listened to the man behind the curtain. Like you did, I was all about it. it. All. <laughs> Absolutely. Finally, show these guys that you guys aren't all pussies. Could some quarterback come out and help us, please? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, hey, hey, if he comes back next year, that's great. But at the end of the day, it's funny because, like, the Jets, after all of the pomp and circumstance and fanfare, the Jets sit in the exact same spot that they always sit, which is – Bottom of the division. <laughs> yep. Just like m- more headlines on the negative side than you ever could have imagined and wondering Does, what's the path forward. Getting next shut year. out. Yeah. yeah. Does Salah get fired is the question. No. He has grace. He has Because the defense has been crushing. Because the defense has been better and good. And you can't, you can't stake your claim and say, I'm bringing in a Hall of Fame quarterback to right the ship. And then five minutes into the season, you lose him and then lose your job. I think he gets one more year. He gets one more year. If shit Does he get a new well quarterback? Year, no, you got to assume. They got to run it back. You got to yeah. assume you got to run it back because, again, you intertwined your fate with Aaron Rodgers. right? You now have said, like, if he dies, I die. If he goes, I go. Like, And it's not a bad guy to hit your wagon to, but no. he definitely gets one more year. It is a bad look, though, to, you know, and they're without Aaron Rodgers, and I get it, but, like, it's a bad look to have lost six out of your last seven games down the stretch here, and they should beat Washington at home this weekend, but then you've got at Cleveland. At, I mean, if, if you wind up losing eight of nine or something, it's bad. It is it is yeah. a bad look. To be fair, though, their defense has been playing fire. Like, I think at one point I watched a game, they were losing three to two. I was like, this is incredible. Like, they've the had a couple 30. The- they've, they can't stop Miami. They've given no. up 64 no. points. No, not many people can't, dude. Buffalo okay. dropped 32, but if you can't, the thing is like, I would, I, mean, I, I don't think he gets fired either, but in the, the last three division games, two against Miami, one against Buffalo, they've allowed almost a hundred points in those three games combined. And you can say, well, that's Miami and Buffalo. Right. But like those teams aren't leading they're your division. division. Like they're, they're sitting there. So yeah, you need but to be also when, when your offense is going three and out every single play, like the defense eventually just gets worn down. Yeah. Like, and do you, it, do you it, guys think like fair. environments not. matter? If Zach Wilson had been drafted by let's let's say the 49ers drafted Zach Wilson three years ago, what does his career look like? Did the Jets largely help ruin Zach Wilson, or was Zach Wilson just not really an NFL quarterback? I, I think that's too early to tell. I think the problem is this: when you look at a system like San Francisco's, it's very quarterback friendly, but at the same time, it's not. Like, yeah, we dangle this ball out to Christian McCaffrey a lot, and we let him do a lot of things, but. I, as Brock Purdy, still have to throw the ball 15 yards over the middle of the field. How many times have we broken down that play where we just watch him gunsling it right across the middle? I don't care what you say. Any quarterback should be able to quarterback any offense unless it's a pocket passer style offense to a mobile quarterback offense. Those are the only two things that are different. Other than that, it's the same wheel routes. It's the same whip routes. It's the same digs and comebacks. Like You reading a defense just takes time. I think the problem becomes with me and Zach Wilson, is I just don't have any time, more time for this nonsense. It seems like everything's always a joke. And it seems like, oh, you know, he wants to come back, but he says he doesn't want to come back, and all of a sudden he's in the media for this, and he's in the media for this. Dude, you're a young quarterback. Just go out there and hand the ball off and throw it. Shut up. Who the fuck asked you so much? 
Like, I'm being honest. <laughs> There's so many opinions in these teams, and people sign, finally sit back, and you know who's sitting back going, oh, my God, the vets. Oh, shut up. So many more questions I have to answer now because you just don't know when to shut up. And neither does anyone else around us. And sometimes people think it's funny to play this like, oh, let's throw them in the media game and see what happens. And obviously, New York, you're always going to be. But you would think a team like that would just be so much more honed in that when the media comes in, they're just like, uh, they were like us in 16 with the Vikings. I got to go to lunch. I'll be back. And then you never come back. (laughs) And then the next day they see you and they're like, I thought you were coming back. No, I'll, I'll I get wasn't. you tomorrow. You're stupid. Later. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say anything. Leave me alone. But it's just like, and I feel like a lot of it is these le- loose sources that come out. But for the most part, I think the Jets' defense is fire. I just think that what's going on on offense, and you can say whatever you want. I was all about the fact that Aaron Rodgers was going to come back because maybe I was the only guy that wanted to see some real fun football come out of New York. But at the same time, that would have been a great story. You can't tell me that wouldn't have been awesome. Tears his Achilles the first game, comes back week 14, gets him into the Tears playoffs. It Tears it again. Tears it again. You guys are so <laughs> negative. See, you go right to the worst thing. There's I'm just no saying. possible Tears way, the other Alex. one. There is. There is. You've had, you've had tendon surgery before, haven't you, or no? Mm-mm. Okay. No surgeries. Then, no then no I surgeries. I, I totally understand. I, I don't need surgery to play. <laughs> That's yeah. why I'm saying so you don't need these body I've parts you think you do. I've tore my shoulder. I've tore my ACL. I've tore my ankle tendon. So have I. No, you haven't. Like a major one that causes you to not be able to walk. Yes, Alex. No. It's inverted. Dude, yesterday the rookies were looking at me like, I didn't know it was this bad. Oh, yeah, it goes all the way in and then back out. It's just how you, know, you play. You know how like, you guys ever see like the Joe Theismann video from from the eighties where he where Lawrence Taylor snaps his leg in half? That's what Alex no. looks like, just like in everyday life, where it's like, is that guy's leg broken? What's what's going on I mean, there? Everyone was Even, that's why has, his legs were so skinny when he played. Dude, uh, one of the dads on Monday saw me walking and was like, You and I, buddy. You <laughs> and I. <laughs> We're going to be together. I was like, oh, God. I was just hurt watching it. <laughs> Meanwhile, the dad's like 65 and you're 35. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. He looked at me like, you see this? This is you soon. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> no. Should, should have had some surgery. Should have talked yeah. to Aaron Rodgers guy, maybe, huh? I, no, I, hey, honestly, though, I always got afraid. I'm not a fan of going under. I am not an anesthesia oh. fan. Zero. Zero fan of it. Had one surgery. Woke up and they were like, listen, before we say you anything, before we tell you anything, just remember, we were your friends before this surgery. And I was like, what happened? They were like, well, we went to go stick something in you and your heart stopped for a good 15, 20 seconds, Bubba. Like, you were dead. And I was like, shut up. They're like, seriously, dude, scared the shit out of us. I go, really? And they're like, yeah. And the guy, the guy doing the surgery goes, and it scared me the most because... I was joking about it before, but you went to Ohio State. And I went to Michigan, and I thought everybody was going to say that a Michigan doctor killed an Ohio State player. I was like, he was like, seriously, dude, I shit my pants. Because I was like, oh, my God, if he dies on this table, we are in so much trouble. That's why I don't ever want to have surgery again. Never again. Uh, see, I, ever. I love anesthesia. No. I don't know if that makes me a weirdo, dude. <laughs> but I absolutely love waking up out of anesthesia. I think it's the most, like, calming. Oh, it's fun. The most relaxing, like you come out like they. I always try and see how far I can count. Like when they tell you to count to ten, like all right, I'm like, and then like you wake up and they're like, how do you feel? And you're like, great. 
how, how's everything? And they're like, okay, how's your pain? And you're like, it's okay. And they're like, oh, we're going to give you a little bit more pain pills. And you just like float back into the abyss. Like, I love waking up out of anesthesia. Sign me up for that anytime. I will gladly do I never that. said that was bad. No, I'm all about that. <laughs> Clearly, you know me, Jay. I don't say it's, no to good times. That part's great. The part where your heart stops for about yeah, 30 seconds. I don't even know. You still have the print, too. A long okay. forever nap. Is Whose mic be. is it? Is it my mic? Is it Alice's yeah, mic? It's your mic. Go ahead, Jay. My mic? All right. It's your mic. Go ahead. My mic is anesthesia no i'm kidding um (laughs) my mic is gonna have to be i'm torn between two here so we might have we have them but the first one is you just you hate to see it brandon staley and tom telesco out there in chargerville just what is happening to that team right and i was watching that game on thursday night and you're just watching it going don't even bring them out in the second half like, just put them in the locker room and say, here's your locker, here's your box. We'll figure it out without you. Because I have never, ever in my life seen an NFL team quit like I watched this, the, the Chargers quit on Thursday Night Football. Like, it was just unbelievable. You let Aiden O'Connell look like Peyton Man thing. Like, it was unbelievable watching that game. And you knew the writing was on the wall, and I think I think the ownership, the Spanos, did not want to have to do this in the middle of the year. They're like, let's just get through the end of the year and start over. But when you put a performance like that up as a coach and as a GM, you're not allowed in the building the next day. And no. it's tough to see because every year we fall into the trap of, is it the Chargers' year? Is it time for them to take the AFC West? But, man, Staley, he will be known for the analytics and doing some really stupid things on fourth down, but hell of a way to go out, dude. Just burn the boats as you it, leave, I guess. It's always, you, you know it's bad, too, when the media starts to feel empowered to, like, really poke at the coach. And oh, that, yeah. that, that started oh, happening yeah. with Staley. Even, and that's not exactly, I mean, Los Angeles media, especially covering the Chargers, feels a little more laid back than, like, the Jets reporters who are just ready to burn it all down. But, dude, he gets done with that game, and they, they're literally down, like, 49 rip at one point. And, you, and he knows. And he was incredulous two weeks before that, right? Yes. He's like, "Don't ever, I, I call the plays, you know, sit back down." Yeah. yeah. And the, the the some reporter, and I, I wish I knew who it was. He wasn't on camera. He goes, "Do you think you'll still be the coach tomorrow?" <laughs> yeah. And, Stan, and and Staley goes, "I I don't know." And then and then he follows up and says, "Do you think you deserve to be the coach tomorrow?" <laughs> and Staley's like, "I, man, I." I, just, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. back in what here. a terrible answer. You're, are you a bad coach. father dude, and a bad coach, too, dude, Brandon? It got to the point, though, where like, even the national TV people were like, this is... like I can remember watching Aikman, and every time there be a fourth down, he's like, well, here we go again. It's fourth down. Staley's going <laughs> to just probably do something crazy here in his own 20-yard line. I just don't understand it, Joe. Right? Like It's like the whole national media, too, just started making fun of him like as he'd do things and be like, I just... I get what the analytics say, but the analytics don't know about momentum, and yeah. I don't know. I get it like he was a gambler, and he did all those things, but I just felt like he made terrible decisions. Yeah. It was, like, also, I th- that's your old team, man. Like, so you, I know. Jer- Jeremiah yeah. played for the chart. I mean, Tom, Tom brought me in. I have a, I have a lot. Tom got my career started in the NFL. Like, Tom Telesco, the GM. Always had a lot of respect for Tom. He traded me away for a sixth-round pick. Like, sure. But, I mean, to one foul swoop in the middle of December be like, no, we, we aren't waiting. This isn't, we've seen enough, right? Like scoop it out, throw it out the window with the baby with the bath water. Like you're just like, holy crap, man. That's, that's when you know it's, it's hit a boiling point inside the building when 
They, I mean, he didn't make it till Monday, like afternoon. No. Like, I think it was like six a.m. I got an alert of my film. There's like sources: Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco out. I was like, did they even let him come back? In the you know, walking. No, you know the they building, did, right? Yeah. Like, how oh. does that work? Do you get a? How, how does that work if you're a coach and uh, you're going to get fired the next day, in the middle of the season? Do they wait for you to come in? Because you're probably no. coming in anyways. Or do they call no. you and now they you probably, now they you probably know? Call you. They, they probably call, call you. you and then. You, the teamworks app will probably send out a giant text message to everyone on the team. Like that's usually like you probably wake up to like team meeting seven thirty and you're like, up, oh, I know what that is. Oh like, yeah, you do. <laughs> you're just like that's uh, that's the old death. Uh, Not gonna... the old Viking the old Viking funeral there, pal. Right. Not gonna work here anymore. How do you no, guys definitely... know when a team quits on a coach? How can how can you tell? You saw it. The, the... You saw it. You saw it in that game. That, it's that, not, that I'm not even kidding. Teams get you blown literally out, see right? it. Yeah, you get blown out, and you're literally on the sidelines like, I don't even fucking care. This guy sucks. Yeah, I mean, Screw did you him. see any emotion? Was there any emotion on the sideline where you're, like, watching guys spike in helmets? And At one point, there was, like, a 380-pound like, guy running for a touchdown 50 yards, and yeah. nobody chased him. Yeah, so. and, like, no one on the sideline was trying to rally, like, hey, this, this shit stops now, right? Like, we turn it around, and everyone was just like, all right. Ethan Stick, let's see what you got. Here right, like go. it was just it, there was just no fight. Right, that's when you can tell when a, when a team has given up when they just there's no fight. Yeah. Right, and I haven't seen it like I haven't seen it that bad in a long time. I was in a bar in Mitchell, South Dakota, and I was watching the Husker volleyball semifinals, and this lady tried to come up and be like, "It's Thursday night, we need to change it." And I go, "No one wants to watch this shit." I was like, no one wants to watch Aiden O'Connell versus Ethan Stick on a sat on a Thursday night. Like, no. please don't change this. And I was like, look at the score. No one cares. Like, it was it was even yeah. Ethan Stick's family was like, it's uh, like we could probably turn to volleyball yeah. now, second quarter. Oh, gosh, to be so, fair, so if bad. they fire you, if they're paying you a lot of money and they fire you midseason, you really piss somebody off because they're paying you millions to do nothing for the rest of the year. Like, that doesn't happen a lot. These guys I mean, will get their not, money's not worth. Not in the NFL. The college no. happens more. Happens more in college than the NFL. I'm like Jimbo Fisher. They're like, hey, here's seventy five million dollars to go away. <laughs> yeah. Go to be away. fair, I bet you a lot of it is because if you're gonna fire somebody midseason, you're wrapping it up. Like the chances of you coming out of that, like something really bad has gone wrong. You're not going to the playoffs. The next guy. I mean, look at look at the uh, Panthers. As soon as they fired Frank Reich. Everybody was like, oh, my God, could it get any worse? And then all of a sudden, they went out and beat the Falcons, and we were like, holy shit, no way. Is this for real? <laughs> I think the Falcons might have to be my mic. I mean, just hey, Jesus. Hey, hold on. Before you get to your mic, I have one more Chargers question. Yeah. Yes. It's a, it's a two-word question. Jim Harbaugh? Mm. Or how, hey. about, how about another two-word question? Bill Belichick? Bill Bill doesn't go to L.A. I don't see Can Bill. Can you imagine LA. Bill in no. L.A.? No. I actually could, yes. No, no you can't. You don't know don't Bill know. that well, then. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I think it's more Harbaugh than anything. But I think the problem is this. There's so many people right now making a name for themselves. Look at the Houston O.C. Look at, uh, look at the Ravens D.C. Like All these guys are making their names. And eventually, this is going to be the new pool of talent. Like People are always – and this is maybe this is going to be my mic. We're always digging into the same goddamn bag for coaches. Can't we go out and find some new coaches? I'm so sick of the same carousel. Oh, here we go. Frank Reich's on the carousel. Where is he going <laughs> to land? He's going to land with the Chargers. Dude, stop. Go find something fun. I'm so sick of the same people getting from here to here to here to here. You're like, oh, God. 
Here we go. But if you're the char- if you're the Chargers and you just tried that with Brandon Staley, right? right? Yeah. And you were like, I'm gonna uh, go get someone. No. Who, you, you kind of want to go back to stability and go back to the well of like. I mean, isn't Jim Harbaugh a guarantee? I'm not saying it's going to be a 10 year stop. He's a guaranteed 10 win season. Timeout. Did you what? just say that Brandon Staley, coming from John Carroll, was like the same old carousel? Because I think no, Tom no, no, Tedesco saying, really fucked that up. No, like, I'm and so did the Spanos. No, I'm saying that he went and tried to hire like someone new. Like you said, he went outside the bag of coaches, right? He'd never been a head coach before. Yeah. Right. He he was a new. He was going to be the new head coach. Right. He was going to be the new hot thing. And so, if I'm the Chargers, I don't know if I'm the Spanos family. If I'm sitting there going, that was uh, a flaming bag of dog shit. Let's try something that's going to work. Right. Let's go to someone stable. Right. And to them, I know we know Harbaugh's not stable. But like to them, <laughs> like maybe not they stable, maybe like, they think like that he's going to be an organizationally stable human being. It's not that he's either. not even really that though. He's just guaranteed like eleven wins, and then he'll yeah. light everything on fire in those. Four I don't. Years. I don't think you can send a defensive head coach to the Chargers. I think when you pay your quarterback that kind of money, like they did with Herbert, you need a head coach that's an offensive minded guy. Like I think that that has to be one of the qualifications for going to to the Chargers, in my opinion. No, Alex, your thoughts? I think that's. I, I used to think that. And now I think that's just silly. I think as long as you find somebody that You're understands the offense and understands what Justin Herbert's able to do and maybe went out and got him an offensive line so that he wasn't getting racked every other play. Like sometimes their offensive concepts, best example, Austin Eckler is considered more of a receiver than a running back. They don't even have a run game. That's pathetic. You are pathetic. You have one of the top talented quarterbacks in the league, and you throw it 65 times a game. What the fuck do you think is going to happen when you throw it four weeks in a row 65 times, and you have a shitty O-line? Bad things. It's not hard to sit back and go, hey, we're going to protect this guy. Is somebody find me a fucking running back somewhere, huh? Aren't we paying for one? Got all these receivers over here. Cool. He's now our new slot. I need a real running back. It's not hard. Brandon Staley's over here coming from John fucking Carroll, which is right up the street from my hometown. I know exactly who's at John Carroll. That's why I'm saying that was stupid. And I can't believe that these owners would go out and go, this guy coached at John Carroll for three years? <laughs> Sign him up. <laughs> Must have something nobody knows about. <laughs> I'm saying there are OCs in this league that are doing phenomenal things. I've turned on the film all the time, and I see people going every which direction, and I'm like, man, even I'm blown away. But instead, they're like, let's go to college. Let's get a guy from college, D2 college, D2 college. We'll go down there. We'll go all the way down there where nobody sees anything. I'm well, saying the, go to some coordinators in this league that you see are doing awesome, awesome things and go, hey, you want to be the head coach over here? We need a lot of fucking discipline, though. You think, we need someone you think, to come in you here think and Kellen kick some You think Kellen Moore should be a head coach? No. Well, wait a minute, but, Ke- but Kellen Moore did some great, great <laughs> things in Dallas. Saying, he, great things in Dallas as a coordinator. Checked, that's why I wanted to ask you that because he just checked every box that you just said that needed to have. He's played in the league. Wait a minute, right? didn't he call a draw in the last play of the game? Well, that, still not over that. I'm still not. I'm sorry. I'm a real fucking player. I play real games. Jay, you know exactly <laughs> what I mean. If somebody would have done that and been like, "You want me to be your OC?" Would I've said yes? Be honest. I was harsh to them then. I'm still harsh to them. This is the job. This is what it takes. If you want to go look at somebody, go find the Houston OC. Hey, you found a rookie and somehow made him fucking amazing. Come here. You, come here. <laughs> Sit down. Tell us what you tell us what you did. 
please. But he, but here's the other thing with so you you bring up like Staley is sort of his roots. But the other thing that I think teams are guilty of, and and the Chargers did this with Staley, it's hiring by association with success or yes. hiring yeah. based on proximity. Remember when like Adam Gase was Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator oh, yeah. in Denver, and they're like. That offense is great. Let's hire the offensive coordinator. Oh, you mean you want Peyton Manning to be your head coach? <laughs> yeah. So Brandon Staley, and I get that the, the Rams had the number one defense a couple of years ago. Sean McVay head coach. Okay, wow, that's the number one defense. Who's the coordinator for that defense? Okay, well, Aaron Donald is one yep. of the greatest players of all time. Jalen Ramsey is probably a Hall of Famer. Like they had, I, didn't Von Miller also play for that yes. team? For the yeah, season? and they had John Johnson. You be careful with that. They had a bunch of dudes in the back end that were destroyed. And then Aaron Donald was getting sack after sack after sack. That's yeah. why I said, go to somebody that you can actually look at and go, this isn't a gold jacket wearing quarterback. Okay, don't go to the uh, Chiefs. Don't go to the Chiefs. Go anywhere but the Chiefs and go, what are they doing with this offense? What are they doing with this personnel? What have they done with this quarterback? Have they kept him safe? Have they protected him? All these things, pay attention to it. And then go out and say, grab me these top three guys. That's what you do. And then you bring them in and go, listen, you guys have had young quarterbacks. You still had success. That is the true measure, in my opinion, of success. When you can have a rookie quarterback come in and win games, because you know what that says? That says we've teached them what the coverages look like. We showed them what the kills look like. There, there are guys that can come around him. And at the same time, you have to protect him. So you have to start investing in the O-line. But to me, this has been going bad for a long time. The minute people jokingly were like, well, they don't even have a run game. It was like, well, you don't really have a team. I don't know what to tell you. And your defensive coordinator, who's your head coach, is letting up like 80 fucking points a game. What is going on? Remember last year when they had like one of the worst run defenses, but yet you turn on the film and the guys were huge. Like Linval was the nose guard. I was like, wait a minute. I played with Linval. He's really, really, really fucking good. How do they have the worst running defense? Like you just can't have these metrics when you're the head coach. And then when everyone asks you, do you deserve to be the head coach? You go, well, I don't know. <laughs> that, that, that spawns a lot of fucking confidence in my own line room. I can't wait for the rookies to come in and go, did you see that? And me go, Shoot him. Just, just shoot him. <laughs> he just knocks his mic off. Oh, my God. All right. Hey, Booney, who's your mic? Who's your mic? I just told you. The, the revolving carousel okay, of fucking coaches that can't that do it. That works. Okay. Let's get to the picks. <laughs> 5 a.m. club assemble here. Oh, I love um, it. So, by the way, uh, I've got my O-line committee swag on here shamelessly. Ooh, I loved it. I saw it right away. Hat. So if you guys want your official for the holidays O-Line Committee merch uh, by popular demand at olinecommittee.com, we've got your clean pocket club shirts, your pancake shirts, your O-Line Committee hats and shirts. Let us know what else you want us to put in this merchandise store here, olinecommittee.com. So, okay, last week you guys thought you were catching <laughs> the picks master here. <laughs> you guys thought you smelled blood in December. But great predictors find a way to regroup God. and look at the film and go four and zero oh last that week. Was, that, that was a painful week. Dagger. Uh, Booney went three and one last week, and Jeremiah went two and two. So the records are: I am forty two and eighteen picking games. Booney is thirty eight and twenty two, four games back, and Jay is thirty five and twenty five, seven games back. With well, we'll here's what we'll do: we'll do playoffs and we'll make them like worth more points, Absolutely. so you guys can maybe. We'll fall back. further behind we'll me. Back. Okay. So uh, here's the four games we're picking straight up because, as mm. Jeremiah says, spreads are for losers. Mm -hmm. And there are some fun games on the schedule here this week. Mm. Let's start uh, with Cowboys at Dolphins. Don't. And I'll, I'll go first on a couple of Dude, these. You the, guys could pick What it. the fuck happened to the Cowboys? That's my other mic. <laughs> Literally. Everybody's over here like, 
oh, they're back. This is it. And they go out and they get the shit kicked out of them by the Bills. And the Bills run game just comes out of fucking nowhere, like three, 250 yards. And I was, dude, I was watching the game and I was like, where has this been? Where has this been? Dude threw the ball 15 times. We haven't seen Josh Allen throwing the ball 15 times ever. That's, dude, that's for a, like that's weeks. That's a great That's what I'm saying. Dude, we've been saying this for this dude weeks. Who, and if he needs to unleash a little more, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the dude, league. So it's, at it's, times, it's a, James Cook looked like his brother. I'm not even kidding yeah, you. Like He was that. fucking steamrolling people. And I was like, dude, please tell me you pulled that. You put that clip in of Deion Dawkins, right? When he fucking took old boy over the pile and then just got up like, what? Did I do something fun? 20 think, yards down the field. Is that the one at the goal line where he yes. shoved him to the goal? Oh, yeah. yeah that's that's the, first play we're, it's the first play we're going to look at. Skull yeah. fucked him on the first yard line. It was incredible. <laughs> he literally got up like, did I do that? Did you just do that? <laughs> it was fucking Dude, hilarious. I, I mean, we, last week we were sitting there going, man, Cowboys are making a they're making a claim for maybe number two, number three best team in the league. Like, And everyone was like, they got the signature win. But now it's like, well, maybe Philadelphia sucks. <laughs> like, Maybe they're terrible. And right. maybe the Cowboys are equally terrible. And now the Bills, I'll tell you this, if I'm in the AFC, I swear I do not want to see Buffalo in January. No, I don't. Right? Some don't. team's going to win their division. And they're going to show up, and they're going to be super happy and like, woo, we get to host a playoff game. And here come the Bills, right? Here come the Bills into town, arguably number one caliber seed potential, like talent level, walking into your house. That is not the team you want to see in January if they keep playing like they did on on uh, Sunday. No. So with that, with that said, it's the Cowboys, Miami versus Miami at mm-hmm. Miami. By the way, at Miami, and the Bills. To your point about the Bills. The Bills, even after the impressive performances lately, are still like they're like two or three slots out yeah. of the wild card. So I know. Yeah, they're, they've they're got. Crazy. They've got. They might have to win. They got to win out. They got to win out. And if they do, look out. Look out, dude. Dude, yeah. if they win out and go on a hot streak, get into the playoffs, look out. That being said, Cowboys, Miami. I'll, I'll make it easier because I'll pick first. If you want to, I'll pick, pick second. Me, if you, you want, can. yeah. Okay, I'm taking the Dolphins. Right here, baby. The Cowboys are a different. Neck tattoo bet. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys are a different team on the road. Dak Prescott, different quarterback on the road. And the, now the, the only thing I hesitate with here is the, the Dolphins have struggled against the best teams in the NFL. So this is an interesting test both ways. Can the Dolphins beat what has been perceived as one of the top four teams in the league and put themselves up there? And can the Cowboys go on the road and beat one of the top five or six teams? So something's got to give here. And I, uh, Mike McDaniel is so... He's so chill. I saw the mic'd up segment with him the other from from this last week, and he was like going around. They had something dialed up for the first play out of a break, and he's like, "I think it's a one play drive, guys. I think it's a one play drive. If they if they if they give us this coverage, I think Jalen's got it. One play drive. Here we go. Here we go. Let's see. Boom. See, like don't you get excited with that? Don't you get so up. excited with? I used to, we used to love that. We'd be in the huddle coming out of a commercial break, be like, "Hey, the one play. What's the one play? One play touch. We going all the way? One, They'd be like, one no, it, it is uh, double right." 36 zone. You bet you're right. It's not. That's not a fucking yeah. scoring play. <laughs> it's a tush push. It's a tush push. Yeah. A tush push. No, I'm, I'm, I, you know me, dude. I'm going with the neck tat. I got to go Miami. Give me the fins. Just because, number one, Dallas on the road this year has not been good. But two, you're talking about two back-to-back tough playoff games. Or two back-to-back tough road games. Dude, I've done that. It's You got your ass kicked in Buffalo when it was fucking cold. And all of a sudden, you're like, hey, now we're going to Miami. And we're going to play another top team. And if we let them take the top off our defense, it's going to be a 70-point game. So I'm going with Miami. 
want to try and pick to get back in this thing, but the biggest fear for me is I feel like Dallas's defense matches up against Miami's offense better than they did against Buffalo, right? Because Miami's they have an explosive run game, and someone brought this up in the comments. They're like, "Well, Miami's runs top, and it's like they're explosive. They're not a like grind it out type of run game, right? They're mm-hmm. they're all about hitting explosives." But the way that they want to throw the ball, I feel like plays a little bit into Micah Parsons and Lawrence's hands of getting after the quarterback. All that said, Tyreek Hill's going to be back. Waddle's going to be back. I can't bet against those guys at home when they're trying to go win the division. So I got to go Miami as well. Okay. Sometimes chasing your losses and picking against that can, that can bury you even further. It can bury me. I, I, I got to just yeah. survive a little bit. I got. I mean, it's not it's not desperation mode just yet. No. Yeah, just we'll, yet. We'll go with your gut. Yeah. Got me okay, let's go uh, Browns at Texans. A oh. couple of surprise teams that the Browns are the Browns with Joe Flacco. Flacco threw three picks, but still gunslinged it around a lot. The Bears just murdered me on my picks last week. I <laughs> was sure watching did. that game. I was like, yes, yes, come 10. on, Bears, you got this. And they just let fighting Joe Flacco find a way to just throw it to Amari Cooper Love at the end dude. of the game. I was so pissed. I was watching the game like, you freaking assholes. Like, I'm just trying to get back in this a little bit. <laughs> Dude, give me the uh, – oh, this is a tough one. Is Stroud going to play? Stroud's got to be back. Let's, right? Let me just Google it. Look quick. it up. CJ Stroud. Let's see. It's just a I mean, big – like, He's li- likely out right now. He's likely out. And by the way, so they, they started Case, Case Keenum. Case Keenum, baby. Because, hey, big game exp- they, they wanted the big game experience guy. And he throws a pick six, like, in the first ten minutes of that game. Hey, but they let him back. back. Let him back, yeah. man. Case Keenum's had another three years to his career, pal. Nicely done. All right. Nicely I, done. I've seen enough, and and you guys, uh, as former Vikings, have seen Case Keenum too. But I don't know about Case Keenum even at home against that Browns defense. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Browns to stay hot with Joe. The, the defense. I think they've got the better defense, and I think they've got the better quarterback in this game. So I'll take the Browns. I'm going yeah, Browns. If Stroud's out, it's got to be Browns. I think if Stroud was in there, if Stroud is back, I think it's a very good game. I think it's back and forth. But also, I think the loss of Tank Dell for them and Collins yeah. being out, that's – I mean, th- those were his dudes. Like, those were his guys. And to have lose both those guys, they've been struggling ever since. And, yeah, Case Keenum against the Browns defense, yikes. Love you, Case. You're my guy. You're Love my him boy. to death. We Love went, him to we death. Went, we almost went to the promised land together, but – yeah, Miles Garrett's hunting season. I was going to say, dude, He's Miles coming. Garrett is too much to take off right now. I'm going Browns all the way. Okay. Homer. What a homer. Does he get defense player of the year, by the way? By the way? I think so. I think he's making a strong case for it right now. I mean, dude, I feel, every... like, I feel like they're not going to be able to give it away from that bland guy from, from Dallas with all the pick sixes. But, like, if you look at the yeah. most dominant defensive player, no, dude, it's, it's, Miles. it's not even close. It's no. Him. I think it's he wins it, too. On a I think there's a an... basis. He's just I think it's the not biggest... sexy. It's not sexy like six pick sixes. But it is. That's the problem. Is like every time they talk about him or you see his highlights, somebody's fucking holding him. Like somebody's holding, like two guys are holding him every play and he's still breaking through. There, 95% chance he wins defensive player of the year. He's, there's too much talk I, about he him. He right should. Now. Trust me. I, I'm no, with clearly you. I should. think he should. I just don't know if he does. So right now, just uh, in terms of edge rusher dominance this season, I'm going to bring up the – the PFF statistics here for you guys. Pull them up, buddy. Parker statistics uh, for us. So uh, Micah Parsons leads the NFL in pressures with 89 so far. Uh, Nick Nick Bosa is having a fantastic season with 85 pressures, 14 sacks. Aiden Hutchinson, 81 pressures, 
And that Miles Garrett's also like he's like seventh in pressures, but also like Miles Garrett has so many different sort of blow up the play without getting forced fumbles, tackles for losses, blocked field goals. That's what I'm saying. Like you can't look at all that all the time. Sometimes you just got to go watch the games. Like this dude is when they have two tight ends following you around the field at all times. You deserve it, dude. Give it to him. I will say if the I think if the Raiders were in a different spot and like because I think you do have to Crosby be good. You got to get to the playoffs, right? Max Crosby. If the Raiders were a playoff team, Max Crosby would win this conversation, especially with the oh, double X. I love how he was like, my mom put another X on it because I was so big. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that, dude. We definitely would have party. Did you guys see him do the ghost inhale of a cigar yes. after the game? Yeah, yes. I was on, like, excuse you, I do just. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, dude, that's insane. And then he set it down like, no big deal. Yes. Yeah, that later. <laughs> Wrong <just> one. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've all done that. We've all done that. Oh, my gosh. This okay, isn't what you Ra- said it was. <laughs> Ravens at 49ers. Ooh, Monday night football here. Christmas edition. We go. That's the I'm greatest a- kiss- Christmas gift the NFL could have given us, man. Just the two, two best, teams, best in the teams in the league on a Monday night. Give me, give me. I'll, I'll pick first here. Give me Go the Niners. Yep. Give me, give me wow. the Niners. The I road. think, I think Niners on the road until they, until they show me that they're not the best team in football. I can't pick against them, right? And granted, the Ravens are playing out of their minds right now. I think losing Mitchell though, like that injury, oh, was disgusting. By the way, huge. But lose, losing him in a room that doesn't have the guy. Like they were very much a running back by committee. They had everyone kind of had their flavor of the day type of thing. You take Mitchell out of that, and I know he's only an undrafted free agent rookie, but he played a huge role in their success as of late. I'll be curious how they navigate that with Gus Edwards and Justice Hill now just kind of being the guys. So um, I like the Niners. I can't bet against them when they're healthy. I think this is a Super Bowl preview, by the way. I I definitely think Niners. Mm. I like the way that they're playing right now, and I just think they're too good right now. And, like, Jay, how crazy we were! We're on the phone together when the uh, when Mitchell when tore Mitchell, his knee. I was, yeah. I was like, dude, did you see that? Oh, it just looks uh, so bad, and you feel terrible for guys like that, especially because he, like Jay said, as of late, he's been coming on, and that that offense has been scary. But I think the Niners' defense right now is just there's just too much. Yeah, this is God, this is gonna be a fun game. Um, I also love how the NFL can. I, I know you guys aren't. I'm an NBA guy. I have a an NBA podcast, Flagrant Howls, where we cover our uh, long suffering Timberwolves, who are the best team in the NBA. But I love how the, the NBA stuck a stake in the ground on Christmas like 20 years ago and said, we're going to put our best games, our best players. And the NFL came in lately. They're like, oh, yeah, that's nice. That's great. Uh, yeah, LeBron, Lakers, you guys go do your thing. Uh, we're going to put our best games also on Christmas. It's going to be great. Huge. So I think the wait. Chiefs play on Christmas too. So NFL coming into uh, NBA territory. So and I picking, wish I Mike? could make this fun. I got the 49ers too. So we're matching on all of our picks so far. I told you the 49ers a month ago are going to win the Super Bowl if they stay healthy, and there's no yes. reason why they can't win out. So, uh, Lions at Vikings. Vikings need to win out to win the division. They play the Lions twice in the last three weeks, both teams in playoff position right now. Vikings hosting on Christmas Eve. My mic was almost planting a flag and saying that I think the Lions are going to the NFC Championship game. Coward. I, I, almost, I almost did it. I was three margaritas deep last night and thought about it. But you were you were two when you texted that third yeah, one. Yeah, the, third, the, the third, third one, one was the third, too much. The third one cleared my mind. Like <laughs> two, you back. know, you're two. Two, you're at that level. Where you're like, eh. The three, you're kind of that level. Like, are you dumb? So yeah, I do think the Lions are very good, and I do think that they end up splitting with the Vikings one and one here in the last few weeks. I think that they end up splitting, but I for, just get a weird feeling that it's going to be them losing at home. 
I think the Lions win this week, and I think the Vikings win in Detroit in a couple weeks. Detroit might be that. That's that's my logic here too. I've got Detroit winning this game. I think they're just better, and the Vikings yeah. are going mean, to. Nick, Nick, it's funny because Nick Mullins was actually really good, except for like four self-sabotaging Dude, plays. That, but that, those that four interception plays, was hilarious. Just like which uh, one? Uh, oh, that one. When he just like fell down and like the defensive lineman like sat down and caught it. Like that was. And Nick is like, my arm was moving forward. Yeah, and the ref's like, like oh, that's no. why it's an interception, yeah, buddy. He's like, it never touched the ground, idiot. Never touched the crowd, you idiot. So I, I think you're, and, and it's possible that the Lions, the, they're probably playing for seeding in two weeks, but there's also a chance at home that they're not playing for seeding right. and that they they rest a bunch of starters. And then the Vikings are playing, winning, get in football. So I think the Lions, the Lions win. The Lions look like they're back on track. Booney? Oh, for sure. Did you see the game against the uh, Broncos? No matter what anybody says in so Denver, I'm never coming. Yeah, I'm never coming around to them. Uh, the Lions you're, last week, look, dude. Let's be honest. With uh, David Montgomery and Gibbs, that run game is starting to set up everything. Well, their O line's finally healthy again. Everyone's back, right? Like Jonah Jackson's back, Glasgow's back, Ragnow, Sewell, Decker. Like they've been kind of a rotating hodgepodge of dudes in there. Like you had a rookie fifth rounder at one point starting. They're back healthy, right? And they're getting healthy at the right time. And Jared Goff, when has a clean pocket, like we've talked about all year can drive the car really well right and you saw it five touchdowns now he's my fantasy quarterback i'm in the championship this week get it together golf i need get one it more. To, okay hey, i'm not gonna pick against week. you then i'm I not gonna pick one against more that's dude i need one more big right ben rhino's going okay. lions then here we go I no no one so we all just picked the same teams but i think we did it in a fun entertaining way so the audience should appreciate that uh, no one gives a shit about our fantasy teams, but I have to tell you, in in one of my leagues, I had a, a like an emergency situation where all like every quarterback I've used all year yes. is hurt. So I'm on the waiver wire, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm literally like going, I'm like I got, I, I guess Baker Mayfield's my guy. I guess I'm, I guess I'm playing Baker Mayfield in the playoffs. Dude throws for like 375 <laughs> and four touchdowns against the Packers defense. <laughs> Turn up. Turn up, dude. Let's dude, I, I've gone through. I started my year with Kirk Cousins, gone. Then picked up Deshaun Watson, gone. Then picked up C.J. Stroud, gone. Dude, I am down to Jared Goff, and then I picked up Jake Browning. And Jake I'm just, Browning's like, no, drop hey, it. Yeah. Like, I'm, it like, I'm like, oh, God, what's going on? Somehow I'm in the championship, man. I've clawed all my way back. But I am fully dependent on the Lions. Like, I have Jared Goff, <laughs> David Montgomery, Amon Ross St. Brown. Like, if the Lions do well, I win. If they shit the bed, rip. Yeah. Okay. Hey, d- wait, let's do ten minutes of dumb football questions here to wrap this episode. I'm going to give you the first dumb football question. By the way, uh, you guys have submitted some great ones here, and we, we thought maybe we're going to run out of dumb football questions at some point when we launched this podcast like six months ago. We have not. We have so keep throwing them in the YouTube comment <laughs> section. It's a long off season, friends. Yeah. It's a long, long. It's a long, bitter, cold off season. We'll have plenty of dumb football questions. So my first dumb football question is. Do you? I know you guys like gambling. Is obviously like there's a huge line. There's a no no. But for fun, do you do do you guys play? You guys play fantasy football. You mm-hmm. clearly play fantasy football now as a retired player. How popular is fantasy football among NFL players? Legally, of course. I think you'd be surprised. Is this a trophy? What the, what is that? Last year, <laughs> that's bigger 20, than a Super Bowl trophy. 20, 20, the twenty twenty two league champion of the seventy seventh Street Fantasy Football League. <laughs> Just. Gonna, <laughs> Look at that! It's pretty dope. 
It's, it's right trophy. next to his. If you're wondering how much that means to Jay, it's yeah. right next to all of his like team helmets, helmets that he played for. Hundred yeah, percent. It's in my trophy case. It's between Nebraska that, and the Chargers. I earned, I earned that, that. Okay. I earned that. Being a good game manager there. I think you'd be surprised. There's a lot of guys that do uh, fantasy football, and it's funny because sometimes the guys will pick up our like your friend. And they're like, dude, come on, Tom, <laughs> fucking catch that ball today, okay? <laughs> It's so funny. And then, like, <laughs> I would be in the huddle and guys would drop the ball. I'd be like, fuck! I'm a fantasy. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Dude, what? This has got to be illegal somewhere. I don't fucking care. My favorite was, I, Boone, you probably got this too. It's like your buddies back home. They'd be like, like oh, yeah. I remember when Diggs had like an ankle. And like your buddy that you haven't talked to in like six months. Like, hey, man, how's it going? You're like, oh, dude, what's up? How's that? It's like, hey, yeah. Did Diggs practice yesterday? <laughs> You're like, what? He's like, ah, dude, it's big week. I just should Gotta I start win. Diggs? Should I start Diggs or not? And like, I used to just mess with them all the time. Like, oh, dude, shit's broke. It's like, bad. no chance. Compound, ne- dude. Like, I saw never, the bone. Never gonna make it. Like, he get, dude, he's in a walking boot. Can barely move. And they'd be like, shit, really? Be like, yeah, dude, I, w- I wouldn't start him. Pick up Cole like, Beasley. Yeah. yeah, like, and then like he'd go out there, and go off like four touchdowns. They'd be like, what the hell, dude? Be like, don't ever ask me for fantasy football advice <laughs> ever like again. again. Yeah, I, I did have people ask me. Also, by the way, did you see that Dean Blandino came out recently and said that the refs have been approached about um, fucking the games up? Really? Yes. Really? Somebody, somebody approached the refs about it. That's what Dean do you think? Said. Okay, he, here's another dumb football question. I'll just keep asking him, I guess. Yes, I do. Um, do you think the refs are worse than they were 10, 15 years ago? Or do you Easily. think the TVs are just better and the replays no. are just slower? The refs are worse, and I'll tell you why. Did you? I, I know We obviously watched that Dallas game. You see that first hit that Dak took when he slid? Mm-hmm. It's a flag all fucking day. He slid. He gave up. You cannot dive towards him. And then the next one, all of a sudden, he kind of gets hit as he's running and they throw a flag. These refs don't know what they're doing. They're literally up and down every other play. Like they see something and they're like, oh, we probably should have thrown a flag. Okay, well, next time, we're definitely going to throw the flag. Instead of just going, hey, listen, anytime he slides and you fucking idiots touch him, we're going to throw a flag. Okay? Because him sliding is him saying we're giving up. But if he's running the ball and you fucking hit him, we're going to let that go because that's just football. But at some point, somebody has to take over. And Dean Blandino coming out and saying that, I don't know if that's good or bad. I think that just puts some bad thoughts in the back of our mind to the point to where it's like, have some of the games been affected already? Have I, some of them already been tainted? I want to see I want to see a booth referee crew. Right? Like we have enough technology and we have enough cameras now that like you can have your on field ref crew that throws the flags, they're watching the game. But you need to have a booth crew that, like, if you throw a pass interference and we get immediate feedback up in the booth crew, they can rate it down and be like, pick that shit up. That didn't happen. Right? Or, like, I, I wouldn't have, mind that. Like, or if there's a blatant call missed, like a mm-hmm. face mask, right? Like, a blatant face mask is missed. Like, they can referee down and be like, drop that flag, face mask, 35 yard line. Like, th- we have the technology. There's yeah. no reason for us to sit here and be like, well, football's an imperfect game, and so we're going to have the referees. Like, it's like the old baseball attitude. It's like, well, the umpires. And like, they dude, can pick don't get choose. me started. Right. Oh, don't. Like, God. See? Yeah. We, we, like, we literally we're the same a, way. Dude, we sent a rover to Mars like 10 or yes. 20 years ago, and yet baseball sitting here like, I don't know if we can adjust for the height of a batter with the electronic <laughs> strike zones. Like, we have we have self-driving semi-trucks, buddy. Yes, yes you we're can. Yeah. Yes, you can. I'm, I'm sure we can get this done. But what, like, the yeah. worst was, remember when they tried to slow everything down, and like all of a sudden the pass interference, they, and then oh they would show God, them to us? And I swear to God, the minute they were like, we're going to show everything, I, I remember thinking, this is bad. 
because you guys don't realize how much they hold and grab each other downfield. Like they're constantly yeah. fighting. So now every flag, everyone's back and forth. Like man, that could that could be both sides. I don't I don't really know what's going on. Aikman, like they, dude, Aikman was going in on the refs. I don't remember what game it was. He's like, what are they talking about? He's like, why are they gathering together? This is ruining the game. Like he was just like, they're over here just talking <laughs> he about everything. Like no, he agrees because we have the technologies, dude. Just put four guys in a booth where all they do is have like their giant like command center where yeah. they're just watching everything. And if there's a penalty, review it very quickly and then decide if it's good or bad and then let the game continue to move on. Here's a general rule of thumb for all sports. Because I do I do feel like, listen, we're, we're all at home literally watching in like 4K definition on 70-inch yes. TVs. I was just quick side street. For Purple Daily, we're doing, for some of like the holiday episodes, we're, we're doing like look backs at some of the Vikings. We're doing pie charts of blame and pie charts of praise for like the Super Bowl losses in the 70s and stuff. So we literally watched a game from like 1970. And they're, dude, they are blowing calls left and right because they, you know, the game is happening, but you get the grainy footage on the replay. You're like, I don't know if that guy, I don't know if the clock should be stopped, but they're just going to, no one care. They're just, they just keep going. Yeah. And now it's like we have 14 replay angles and we can see, oh, that guy's elbow hit inbound. So here's the general thumb. Whatever technology we have access to to watch a game on our couches, give the officials of the sports the access. Yes. Like in yeah. baseball, dude, I don't know if you guys remember this, but like 10 or 12 years ago, the Detroit Tigers had a perfect game going. It was like one of the – the baseball has been around for 150 years. There's only been like 20 perfect games where like it's 27 up, 27 down. And the last batter of the game hits a ground ball, and, the, and there's a play at first base. Kind of, kind of bang, bang, but like you could even see with the naked eye, like the dude was out at first base. And the first base umpire goes, safe, to blow the perfect game. And five seconds later, we see three different replays that show, oh, no, he was out. Out. But, well, the call has to stand because we don't have a system in place. So, like, wait, that guy gets death threats now for the next year? Because let there should be an eye in the sky in football. If, if we can see it at home, let, let somebody see it. But it has to be in real time. You can't slow football down. That's not fun. Sure. The minute you start that's slowing fine. it down and slow mowing it, going, but that's, that's fine. But that's why I think this. Like that's why I think this would be faster. Yeah, like dude, I agree. The referee, like the referee, they don't run over to the booth. No, that's the thing. They don't. That's so dumb. That, Some guys. Don't. How about there's still a guy holding the fucking TV? He's like, yeah. hey, is this is this okay? Can and you the see TV it? Is like it's like a 13 inch laptop. He's you know, literally yeah. holding it on his chest. He's like, can you see it? You got it. Okay. <laughs> Do I just want to stand here? And he just looks around the whole time like, well, I wonder what he's looking at. They already have the radios in. Just have some dude up at the top be like, hey, call stands, first and 10, 30-yard line, get the chain set. Yeah. And just move the ball. Let's thumbs go. Up, Let's go. Thumbs up as you move, as you look down. Like, there's no reason for them to look at. Thanks, they don't, Ricky. Like, I don't think people understand when the refs are looking at that, like, in the box, they're not actually making a decision. They're just looking at what everyone's talking. They're like, all right, this, and he's just like, Okay, just tell me what to do. Like they're like, all right, bud. Here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna set the ball here, and then he's like writing it on his little. They're notepad. gonna boo your ass. For like about yeah, a half you're hour. gonna get booed, and he's like, God damn it, are you sure he wasn't in? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm the one that's gonna wear this. <laughs> Son of a. Uh, okay, Stuart wants to know. We've heard the saying a lot on this show that this guy, this this like wide receiver, can get some candy from the old line room if he has a nice block or whatever, mm. right? So uh, what candy and snacks are stocked in the offensive line meeting room? What's everyone's favorite snacks in the so, offensive line? So room? everyone has their own favorite snack, right? Like everyone, mm -hmm. and it's the rookie's job to learn who what everyone's favorite snack is, right? Some, some guy likes Oreos. Another guy likes Skittles. Another guy likes Starburst. Our rookies in Minnesota specifically, we made them 
we went to Home Depot and we bought one of those giant like black and yellow tubs, right? Like the big yeah. ones, like that have the locking mechanisms on them because we got to lock that shit or it gets stolen. And we told him, we go fill it. He's like, "What do you mean?" I go, "Take it to the store and fill it." And so he said he went to the store and was just like shoveling the candy <laughs> aisle and the cookie aisle, just like just piles of it in. And when they got there, he's like, "I don't know how much this is. Like, I had to fill this." And so they were like, they made him take it all out, scan it one at a time, like, deet, deet. Deet. <laughs> <laughs> and he just filled this thing full of candy. But I mean, it's it's everything you can imagine, dude. Imagine being a twelve year old and like, oh, everything's great. But you're twenty eight, and it's even better because you have money in your pocket, and so you just get to like pick whatever you want. Like I was always a Starburst guy. I used to sit back there and just hammer down Starburst. I mean, it's great. It's it's everything you could ever want. It's like Willy Wonka's candy factory back there. It really is. It's incredible. And then the picture of iced tea on top of it didn't beat anything, man. Wow. And then when uh, when I was in Frisco, I called Monster, and I had him send us monsters all the time. So we had a big fridge in the corner, and it would be stacked with monsters all the time. It was incredible, dude. It is fun because you can really just do whatever you want. And then remember when we used to make him go to Chick-fil-A, but he was supposed mm-hmm. to be working out? And we all kind of yeah. knew, but we were like, ah, he's an idiot. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah rookie, every Friday morning. Friday morning, like we said at the beginning of the show, we had to meet early, of course, yep. because we're all linemen. And so the rookie always had to go get us Chick-fil-A. And we all had our own Chick-fil-A special Chick-fil-A breakfast or you just, oh, you yeah. just eat chicken sandwiches oh, yeah. for breakfast? And we all had our oh, own special breakfast. order, right? Like, the problem was, go ahead. Who, Joe Berger, I think Joe Berger was the one that was like, I want Polynesian sauce. And Polynesian sauce only. <laughs> yeah. And so like one of the rookies <laughs> brought him like a literal truckload of like Polynesian sauce. Like he like stacked it up in like a pyramid in front of his desk. Like he was just like this 18 Polynesian sauces. Because one year, <laughs> one day he forgot him. We find the shit out of him. Just grab, just just grab one of those like uh, like squirt those big like giant yeah. squirt bottles. Of they didn't have those back then, dude. Back then it was Man. literally like it was like the no, packets. You, yeah, the like little the packets. packets. <laughs> now they got those like squirt bottles. Those would be nice. Oh, so good. So uh, keep the dumb football questions coming in the uh, YouTube comment section. All right, we got to get to some film reviews here. Let's do it. Gentlemen. We're, we're gonna yeah, watch man. the the Bills run the ball down the Cowboys' throats on one of them. So thank mm. you guys, and uh, we appreciate you getting us to almost 15,000 subs on YouTube. This is the O-Line Committee, an offensive line lifestyle podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.